Hey everyone, BT here. Happy New Year and welcome to 2022. It's resolution time. It's that time of year where people start to set themselves up for failure and sabotage in ways they just don't even know. Is setting a resolution the best way to start the year off? Setting a goal you know you won't stick to? I feel like oftentimes we let ourselves off the hook so many times around this time of year, brushing it off and saying, well, there's always next year. What if you ditched the resolution and wanted to make true lifelong change in your life in the year ahead? This is the episode for you. Let's take a listen. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Yeah, so this is going to be our conversation today about... uh the new year. We wanted to talk a little bit about 2022. We wanted to talk a little bit about, you had mentioned the importance of trust in trusting yourself. We kind of want to stray away from resolutions because I think you and I both have a belief that, you know, resolutions, although the intent of them are, you know, probably pure and, and good, most people just blow them off like, I don't give two yeah, shits it about it. Bullshit. It turns into bullshit. So why don't we just start there and just have a conversation about what it means to trust yourself and what people can do out there right now to trust themselves in the year ahead. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the, the thing is, is that every year there's, there's probably millions of people that set a New Year's resolution. And, you know, sometimes it's a few days, sometimes it's a couple weeks Sometimes it's a year later, they realize that, oh, yeah, that's right. I set a resolution, but didn't do a damn thing with it. And, you know, what's fascinating about that to me, um, and of course, I learned this along the way, but when you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, you're actually doing damage to your own psychology, meaning that your mind not, you know, I mean, everybody knows what it's like to trust somebody else, to not trust somebody else, to trust somebody else and then have that trust betrayed. Uh, we all know what those experiences are like. But what most people don't learn or know what experience, what this experience is like is when you say you're going to do something and then your mind starts to not trust you. So our brains literally start to develop the pattern that it, we can't trust ourselves to follow through because how many times have we said we're going to do something and then we don't do it? And it's not like, oh, well, it's equally balanced out because there's all the times that I say that I'm going to do something and I do do it, which is true. We do that, you know, like I'm going to stop on the way home from work and get a, a, a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread that's not something new. That's not something that changes you. That's not something that you have to learn or grow, adapt to for the future. That's just average everyday activities. So we have a balance throughout that day of things. We don't do things that we do do. But when you are talking about, hey, I need to set a new goal for myself, or I need to make myself better this year, or I need to increase my business, or I want to I want to better the relationships that I'm in, or I want to get healthier. And we set these, we actually, you know, come out 
be like, yes, I'm going to set a new goal and do this. And we don't. We literally start to create this space in our mind where the mind goes, okay, can't trust this. So now we have this foundation of not being able to trust ourselves. And then the question is, what is the damage that that does going forward? So our idea, both you and I, we, we talked about this and we're like, what, you know, 2022 can be an amazing year if you know that. And then you start to do things where you can actually build trust with yourself. Because while these things can be damaging, you can also be, you can also do things to overcome it and rebuild trust with yourself, which is magnificent because I've always thought this idea. If you can build self-trust, you can get to the point where your belief system is so rock solid, there's nothing that you think that you can't do because your mind is used to you keeping your word. And really, when it comes right down to it, T, the whole idea of accomplishing anything is, will you follow through with what you said or you do or not? I mean, we all have to learn things. If we're going to do something we've never done, we have to learn how to right. do it. Yeah, totally. It's uh, it's Don Miguel Ruiz's impeccability with your word. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. And that's a scary proposition when you can't trust yourself to do the thing you say you're going to do because you can't blame anybody else. This falls solely at your feet. And if you are an individual who says you're going to do something and flakes out, you're not only a people around you starting to say, oh, that's okay. They're just a flake. They're always late or they never show up or whatever it might yeah. be. But you yourself are going to continue to repeat that pattern over and over and over again. And I think that's, that's sad. Now I'm not going to sit here in my glass house and throw stones because there's things that I do that I say I'm going to do. And one of them actually has to do with this podcast. And I catch myself doing this more often than not. And I tell people I'm going to put a link in the show notes and there's people who send me emails that are like, hey, you said you were going to put this in the show notes and you never did. I think it's partly because I'm part of the, you know, the pod here and I'm just in the flow of it and I don't even think too much about it. And when I'm going through and listening, I'm editing and doing all those things. I'm not thinking about those things, but the people out there have called me out on that. So I will try in 2022 to do better about that. But there are things in my life that I've trained myself to follow through with on uh, a daily basis. And part of that comes from, you know, being impeccable with my words, say you're going to do something, you're going to do it, even if it sucks. But also it comes from, doing it repetitively and me being a, you know, a compulsive and obsessive kind of person. Once I start something, I don't want to stop. So it's a good, healthy pattern to get into, but I, I love this time of year and I don't partake in social media. I kind of cut that out a few years ago, but mm -hmm. this is the time of year when everybody's showing their highlight reel about all the things that they say they're going to do. And if you were to go back and look at the first week of January over the course of the last five years, over the course of these people's feeds, you'll probably see that they're just repeating the same goal every single Jan 1. And then by the time January 2nd, 3rd, or 4th rolls around, they're like, well, shit, there goes that year. Uh, maybe next year. Yeah. And they've got 361 days left. Yeah. It's just fascinating to me. So I love that you bring trust into it because it's no longer about making a just a small little change, but it's, it's about making a lasting change through very small bits and pieces and steps along the way. Yeah, it is. And the, um, you know, part of the thing is this. Here's one of the things that I learned. Stop saying, so, so before you build trust, before you build this new trust, if you're aware that you're doing it where you're going, oh yeah, I'm saying I'm going to leave show notes and then I don't leave the link in the show notes. Okay, 
So stop saying you're going to until you figure out how to get to the place where you can trust yourself again. Because it's not just making the statement. We have to understand how we sabotage ourselves. And if you don't understand how you're sabotaging yourself, you're kind of helpless to being a victim of your own self. There, there is actually, your mind develops pattern strategies based on experience, um, based on information that is fed in, and what the reaction is to it, it, to do exactly one specific thing, keep you doing the same thing over and over again. So if I say I'm going to do something, and then all of a sudden I find out, you know what, this is the fifth time I said I'm going to do this, and I'm not doing it. My subconscious mind is finding the exact way to get me to follow through on not doing it. So what I need to do is I need to sit down and unpack that strategy. Because obviously a lot of it is unconscious. I'm not aware right. that, you know, like you forget. you like, okay, I made this statement. I'm going to put the link in. But then you forget. Totally. So part of the strategy is your subconscious mind causes you to forget not to do this. But then... You have to look at, well, what are the triggers to that? When does that show up? When does it start? And then why am I not doing it? So that you can go back and literally go, okay, so if, I'm, if I say I'm going to go on a diet or I'm going to eat healthy this year, maybe one of the things that I need to do is to not even put the food in the house. Yes. Because if I, if I recognize the ice cream is in the freezer and I don't even realize that I ate the ice cream until after I ate it. Too late, subconscious right. gotcha. So how can we create these different patterns and these different activities so that we don't break trust with ourselves and rebuild it? And I think the first thing is give yourself a break and stop saying you're going to do certain things. Sure. But then, but then that comes, there's another piece to that because what do you do when you're getting pressure from outside people to make a change but you're not ready to make the change yet. Digging in. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Digging right? in. So you've experienced that before, right? Oh, absolutely. I totally, I, I dig in, uh, you know, not as much as some people I know, you know, the rebellious pattern. The re there is a rebellious pattern in me, but it's not nearly as strong as the pleasing pattern is in me. But when people start to tell me, one of the, and I've mentioned this on the show many times, one of the words that I try to eliminate as much as possible when I'm asking something of others is the word should. I, I hear myself saying it to my wife. I hear myself saying it to my kids. You should do this. You should do that. And when my kids especially hear the word should, they don't hear anything else that comes after it. No matter how brilliant I am and how amazing and right I always am, they refuse to hear it. So I've really tried to catch myself in those moments when I say should instead. But I love that you bring up the semantics of things because, you know, I know some people who will say, well, you know, I've been thinking about going to the gym three times a week, or I've been thinking about cutting ice cream out of my diet. They're not saying they're doing it, right. but me on the outside am thinking, oh, I think they're making a declaration. I should hold them to that, but they're not saying they're going to do it. They're saying they're thinking about doing it. Mm -hmm. Is that a workaround here? Is that like laying in the weeds a little too much here to let these people off the hook? Because again, we're not here to make, you know, light of people's struggles and problems and breaking their resolutions or breaking their goals and things like that. But there is something to be said about the way we say it. If it's a definitive, I'm going to do this, then 
accountability comes into play and people should hold them to that, but no more so than you hold it to yourself. It shouldn't, I guess it shouldn't matter what other people say. It really matters what you say. Yeah. It, well, so it shouldn't matter what they say, but the truth is, is that it does matter. And what matters is also when and how they say it. So you said something that's interesting. You, you want, you want the appreciation. You want the Total, people I'm pleasing you yeah, thing, right? So does it make a difference for you if you're getting negative feedback from Steph about something versus positive feedback? If I get negative feedback, I will immediately, I won't dig in and say you're wrong. I will, I will start to analyze it. This actually happened recently when we were doing some team retreat stuff and we introduced a new uh, method of feedback, you know, that I really took to heart. Like people actually told me some things that I needed to work on. The biggest one being self-confidence. I am not a super confident person when it comes to how I live my life. And you call me out on the show all the time about it. I downplay, self-deprecate, whatever it might yeah. be. And I, I do take that kind of, I guess, I, I don't know if I call it negative feedback, but it's feedback that doesn't taste very good in my mouth, but I do take it in such a way where I can build from it, but it depends on who it comes from. If it comes from somebody who's random, then I will get triggered. I'll get angry. I'll get frustrated because people will reach out to me about, you know, the podcast. It's, it sounds too loud. It sounds too quiet. This right here, this right there. Recently we were doing a, a workshop and I was running audio for it and Zoom was just messing with my audio so bad, but I was so focused on what was being said in the chat that I couldn't focus on all the good things that were happening. And it was just frustrating to me no end to the point where I almost plugged the board and walked out of the freaking room. Right. It's just, it's the negative feedback that oftentimes, depending on where it comes from, I can take it. Other times I just get triggered and angry because there is a difference between positive and negative feedback for sure. Right. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you this question yeah. then. How, so let's, let's talk about your running because sure. how long have you been doing that now? So I w I'm coming up on finishing out my fifth year of running every day. And I will tell you this, I, I, the, the finish line is in sight. Yeah. You told me that we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. In yeah, a second, yeah, yeah. Though. So just, just so everybody understands you've been running every day for five years. Yes. No days off. No days off. Okay. How did you get to the point of making the decision to do that? Because I remember you were doing this run yeah, walk. Thing I was doing run walk that. for for a long time back in 2017. I was running and walking every day. I'd run one day, walk the next, and I would continue to do that. But on the days I would walk, I felt my inner demons, my inner voice judging every single thing I put in my mouth. I wasn't working hard enough. On the, being, on the days I would walk, even though I was still getting out there and doing two or three miles at a brisk pace, right. I wasn't burning the calories needed to sustain my sort of lifestyle. And I had to do that at the time because I was training for a marathon. I've run one marathon in my lifetime. It'll probably be the only marathon I'll ever run after thinking about all the training that goes into it. But I, there's no way I could have run every single day when you're training for a marathon because it kills your body. So I decided that after my marathon, was done. I didn't want to just quit. So I decided I would run, walk, run, walk, and do all those sorts of things just to stay in shape. But then on the days I would walk, it just wasn't working for me. So I had to go on runs. And I just decided one day in, in February of 2017 that I'm not going to take any more days off. And I was only going to do it for a short amount of time. And then we started a team Nagel, you know, health challenge here at the office. Yeah. And one of the goals I said for myself, I wrote it down. And because I wrote it down, I knew I was going to have to stick to it. I was going to run a 5k every single day, which is just a little over three miles. And I was going to do that for 90 days. And when that 90 days came to a close in like September, I realized, well, man, I'm already 
eight months into this thing, I might as well just go for the whole year and see if I can do it. So I went the whole year and then I put that on Facebook and then I got the love, right? Then I got the love and then everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. That's amazing. Are you going to keep going? And I really didn't intend on keeping going. But after I got that sort of showered in love, I was like, you know, maybe I will go. So then started up another year. One year became two, two became three. And then about that third year, I stopped talking about it. Like I haven't talked about it to anybody aside from maybe you or Steph and very few people. I mean, people will now know because they're listening to this podcast that I'm still on my streak, but it became less about my identity as a person. And I was doing it for me as opposed to here's what I do. Here's my human highlight reel. Every year on the anniversary, I would put a number out there. This is my third year. This is my fourth year. And actually the last couple of years, I was going to put, I was going to put a post out on my fourth year last February. And I was like, nope, because I decided before the presidential elections of 2020, I wasn't on social media anymore. So if people are trying to DM me on social media, I'm not going to see it because I don't go on there. I'm just done with that stuff. But all that to say, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. And I know now that it's, it's winding down because my body is, my body's rebelling a little bit. I need a break. And I've made the decision as painful as this is going to be that 2022 is the year that the streak, dies, but it doesn't make me any less of a person. I've been working with my therapist on this date for, you know, like a six months in the making because my body needs to stop, but my mind says, you know what? No. And, and I hear David Goggins in my ear and I hear like all these people that are saying, you know, you can do it. You know, it's a weakness. You can overcome it. I think I've no pun intended. I've run my course with this and I'm ready to move on to the next thing. All that said, I felt like it proved to me that if you say you're going to do something, you can do it every single day, no matter what. Right. No and matter what. It. And I did it every day. And it's never even been close. There's been one time, and I think I shared this on the podcast years ago, where I ended up strapping on my shoes at 11.45 p.m. one time because we were on a cross-country trip from Ireland, got stuck in Philly without any running gear, and then got home, got off the car service at 11.45, and I strapped on my freaking tennis shoes in 20-degree temperature in January and went out for a three mile run that day. Most people would have said, you are out of your damn freaking mind. Whether we're in Atlanta, whether we're in LA or Florida, wherever I was, I was always out there first thing in the morning. And I did it this, you know, past weekend when we were visiting family for the holidays, I'm out there every single morning. It's getting to the point where it just needs to, I need to find something else. (laughs) So, but it's, it's, it's all, it's a lesson in trust. It really is. It's a lesson in trusting yourself and saying, when I do something, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Like I said, I'm not a hundred percent perfect. I am human. I will, you know, fail in other areas of my life, but that is one thing that, and it's, it's a really functional habit to be in. It's not like I'm, I'm hurting anyone by going out and running. I might inconvenience staff a little bit and the kids and Mm -hmm. they might have to wait for me here and there. But even then I adjusted how I did my mornings because Steph said we weren't getting enough time to 
have a cup of coffee before we'd go to work. Yeah. So I totally adjusted my schedule. I got up an hour earlier so I could get my run in and my walk in before, you know, she's even ready for coffee. So I did that to accommodate others because I know how inconvenienced it could be. Right. I've retired from racing. I'm not racing anymore. I don't do 5Ks or 10Ks or halves or anything like that because my family usually had to lug me down there and drop me off and pick me up and do all these things. So now it's just for me and it's... It's about time to probably move on to something else. So are you satisfied with yourself then? Like with the level of trust that you built with yourself? Because that's probably above and beyond anything with trust that you've done before. Would you agree with that? It's it's the most trust I've ever been able to build with myself. And I'm actually a little afraid what's going to happen when I do stop. Because I know that I can trust myself. But now am I going to trust myself to just not do anything? You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Because, you know nature abhors a vacuum. So when that is no longer there, what am I going to do to to fill the time? And I need to exercise still because I eat like a runner. And if I'm not a runner, I'm going to be in trouble because I carb up hard. I try to take out as much gluten and as much dairy and as much sugar as possible. But in those moments when I do have weakness and I cave a little bit, I do that because I know tomorrow morning I'm going to get up and run three or four miles. I'm not always going to have that. So I need to start training now because I figure within the next couple of months, this, this streak is going to be put to rest. It doesn't mean I'm done though. It doesn't mean I'm done, done forever. I'll still get out there a few times a week. I might move into cycling or swimming or something else that's going to burn calories. But the fact that if I stop, if I stop in a moment, am I going to just stop entirely and just become a slug? Like, what am I going to do? I like to think that I trust myself enough. I'll find something else to keep so, me on. So here's, so here's the thing. This is a question yeah. that I'm thinking. If you, so or not if you, when you decide to stop, yeah. right? One of the great things is, is that you're doing it under your power. You're doing it under your control. You're right. deciding. It's not like, oh, I got an injury and I had to. Correct. There's nothing in there that can fuck with your mind is like an excuse. But- if you, let's say you have a night where you eat, you eat an extra dessert or, or something like that, do you have it within your personality and the way that you work to be able to go, okay, I need I need to go do five miles today because I ate a little bit more. Can you do that? I or can. is that something that you won't keep your word I, with? I can do that. Yeah, you, I can, can do, that. do that. I actually said that I was eating quite a few cookies over the holiday uh-huh. season. And instead of going my normal three-mile route, I added just an extra mile. And not just an extra mile. I ran an extra mile and a quarter because I figured, well, every one of those cookies has to add at least fifth, you know, tenth two tenths of a mile onto my track. <laughs> so I will actually do that. But yeah, it's, it's just a matter of me being able to trust in the fact that, okay, I'm not judging it. I'm like, oh man, I'm like, oh, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I feel. It's more of, well, you know, you, there's a consequence in a way to how you're eating. So get out there and just burn it off. And I get on the scale every th- two or three weeks. There's rarely a change. My body metabolizes so well now. It wasn't always the case. And it feels, what it feels pretty good. These days? I'm weighing in right around between 190 and 185. I mean, I'm right around 186 right now. Um, I should probably weigh myself after Cookie Palooza from last week and all the food we've been eating around Christmas, but it really is, it it shouldn't matter. It should be how you feel. Like if you're carrying a few extra pounds, that's fine. How do you feel when you look in the mirror? And there's days when, I mean, I'm, I'm just like my teenage daughter, you know, she has body image issues. I have body image issues sometimes. And it's like, dude, you're crazy. You just ran five 
miles and you walked another mile. You put on 50 miles last week, according to your watch. And yet you're sitting here having an issue because you think you have a love handle sticking out of your shirt. Like, come on, dude, let's be realistic. But those are the inner demons that most people face. I mean, the people listening, it might not be exercise. It might be food. It might be relationships. Everybody's dealing with something like that. So I love that you've, you know, sort of introduced us to, you know, the Ayanla Van Zant's book, Trust, because it, and I read that book. Steph has it tattooed on her wrist. It's, it's a mantra that when you can trust yourself, there's nothing you cannot accomplish and there's nothing you, there's no, you're not going to let yourself off the hook. Right. I think that's the big part about it. You've got to trust yourself. And when at the beginning of this, when you were talking about the importance of trust and, and how, if you, if you start to let yourself down and not do what you say you're going to do, you are subconsciously not trusting who you are as a person. And it's so easy to not trust yourself over and over and over again because those patterns run rampant in your life. It's just yeah. insane. And I think I think what's important that most people don't understand, I certainly didn't understand this, is that when you start to break trust with yourself with something that is kind of inconsequential, like running or, or whether you have a dessert or not, not to say that it doesn't have consequences, yeah. it does. But when you start to tell your mind it's okay to break trust for your, with yourself, you're leaving yourself susceptible to breaking trust in a critical area. Sure. And most people didn't don't know that. I certainly didn't know that. But it's a pattern that starts to develop. And it's like anything else. It's either growing or dying. So that pattern is either spreading in your life or it's not. Because let's face it, when you break trust with yourself, one of the things that you do is you give yourself an excuse When you give yourself an excuse, you're rationalizing the reason behind the excuse. And then underneath the excuse is a lie. There's something about it that's not true that you're choosing to believe in. That could be conscious or unconscious, by the way. And then, of course, that's going to also spread because because it's a pattern of doing something one way. So now let's say something shows up where you go, fuck, I just don't feel like this today, or whatever the reason is. Yeah, You already have an excuse that works someplace else in your life where you've justified breaking this honor with yourself, and it's easier to bring it over to here and go, eh, you know, it's over here, I did it over here, I'm going to do it over here. Before you know it, you're doing it with two things, three things, oh, four man. things. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating because I remember, I'm trying to remember who the musician was, um, there was a musician, and I don't remember who it was, so I, I'm not going to say who, sure. who it was. But uh, he he had the world in his back pocket. You know, he had all the he accomplished all of these things. He got I don't know if he got involved with drugs or alcohol or something. Anyway, he went completely down, lost everything, ended up homeless, pulled himself out of it, got everything back again, and he and. I was listening to this interview, and this is years ago, and he said that the the step off the curb to go down is so um, like non-consequential, like you don't even realize you're doing it, and then one day you wake up and you're sleeping under a bridge, eating out of a garbage can, and the step up the curb is like trying to climb Mount a Mount Everest. Yeah. He's like, it going down, it can happen so fast and easy, and going up, you could it's like a bitch of a climb. And the whole idea is not to allow yourself to take that step down 
to begin with. And if you weren't raised with that character, you have to build that character as you go in your life. Yeah. And one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this was because this can be like, I like to use the metaphors of a new year or a special time or a certain event in a person's life. We're going into 2022. We've had a rough few years uh, with a lot of different things for a lot of people and myself included. And this new year can be the metaphor of like, okay, let's, you know, get rid of any shame and guilt, take responsibility and be very clear about what you're going to work on. Don't say you're going to do something if you're not. Pick the things that you're willing to change and then make those things the important things that you're going to work on for the year. But but focus on the things that you know. Like be very honest about this is what I'm going to work on right now. I may there may be other things I need to change, but I can't change everything at the same time. Proctor taught me that. He's like, "Look, you go to a seminar or something and you think to yourself, holy fuck, I'm going to change my whole life. You get home and you start to take on too many things, you'll automatically sabotage. He's like, pick one or two things that are important that need to change now. Figure out how you're going to keep your word with those things and then build upon them. Do those. Once you've got those under your belt, then pick a couple more things and then a couple more things and a couple more things. And before you know it, you raise the standard for your life across the board over a period of time. And that's what we wanted 2022 to be for, for everybody. Totally. And, and, and I think to add to that would be to do it for yourself. Don't feel like you need to go on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or Absolutely. Instagram and share it with the world. If you're going to make true change, and I, I believe this, if you're going to make true change, lifelong change, change that's going to last for years and years and years down the road, and it could be generationally for the family you're raising and the people you're around, you're going to do it in silence. You don't need to broadcast it to the world. Now, I get people have a brand. They want to put it out there for the world. Let's be honest. It's, it's all bullshit. It's just, it's just social media hype. It's a high human highlight reel. Do it for yourself. First and foremost, don't share it with anybody else because look, if you put it out there and you fail, then you have to answer to all these other people who said you were going to do something and chances are they're going to fail at what they're doing too. Just do it for yourself. And the biggest piece of advice I could give to anybody out there who's overtaking a major overhaul in 2022 would be to don't barter with yourself. <laughs> the second you start to barter with yourself, so you completely fail. It's funny because I've already started to formulate when I'm going to walk off in the sunset with my current running streak. <laughs> and my body knows that I'm having that conversation because up until now, I didn't even enter it. So I'm dealing with aches and pains and twinges that I haven't felt ah. in four and three quarters years of doing this. So your mind, everybody who listens to this and believes in what what you talk about, David, knows that the second you let in that sliver of doubt, it overtakes you like nothing else in your body. So the second you start to barter with yourself, to be honest with you, you've already lost. Yes. So I am playing a game right now, a very interesting game of trying to convince my body just to hold out long enough so I can go out on my terms because knock on wood right now, I don't want to have to go out because of an injury or an illness or something like that. I want to go out on my terms. I want to go out 
out like John Elway did in the Super Bowl. He won it and he walked off into the distance. That is the dream scenario here. But if you're bartering with yourself about whatever it is you plan to do in 2022, you know, as you find yourself here in the very beginning of the year and you're already saying, well, maybe when I said no ice cream, maybe I meant just no ice cream on Thursdays. Exactly. You're done. It's all, it's it's all over. So trust yourself to do what you're going to do. Be very confident in the words you're using. Be very clear and precise in the year you're using. Share it with no one but yourself or the people who love you the most. And then definitely don't barter. I think if you do those things, it's a recipe for success in 2022. Yeah. The one piece I want to add to that is um, I think some people are different in, in the sharing piece. But what I would say is this. I, I agree. See, I'm, I agree very much with you. Like, I think it's dangerous to, to use social media for these things because uh, you're, you are putting yourself in front of people that some want to see you win, some want to see you lose. You don't need anybody in your head. Don't share it with people that cannot support you in the goal, right? You need, you, it can only be people that, that, that can support you. If you can't trust people to support you, you're actually sabotaging by sharing it with the wrong people because they'll fuck, they'll literally sure. fuck with your head. And the dope barter thing, I totally agree with. If you make a, it, this is something that's really fascinating, and I think it ties in with the idea of how you're talking about your body kind of messing with mm -hmm. you a little bit. Here's something that I know. If you make a real decision, you won't be tempted. It's fascinating. Sure. But if you're if you're in that barter place in your mind, that's when that little voice comes in and goes, it's Thursday, you can have the ice cream. Mm -hmm. like, or it's a special event, come on. It's just this one time. Right. But that's it. That one time is all you need. And then down, down you go. Because you make it easier the next time. Yeah, you can't waffle. I mean, the prime example, you know, I had, I'd cut out sugar pretty much. The majority of my diet was non-sugar. And then I came across this gluten-free licorice about four or five months ago. And I was just going to try it and just have a little taste. And then now I'm eating like a bag every other day of this stuff. So yeah. I've invited it in. Oh, well, it's gluten-free. It's, it's okay. It's healthy, right? You know, yeah. anything organic. Yeah. gluten-free is healthy bullshit it's sugar right. it's friggin death in a friggin bag right. but yet you you t you barter with yourself and say i'm just gonna have it this one time and now i'm buying it off amazon in bulk like 15 bags at a time and 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 licorice is your crypto oh my like god and I, I cut licorice off for the longest time and then all of a sudden i found this healthy version and here i am right back in the throes <laughs> of it because i allowed it in i'm not saying you can't have fun i'm not saying you can't let yourself slip every now and again. If you do slip, don't judge yourself. Just pick it up the very next day. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater in 2022. Right. If the first time you're listening to this episode with David and I, and you've realized that you've already blown your freaking quote unquote resolution. If you want to make significant change in the year ahead, trust yourself to do it. Do what you say you're going to do, and I think you're home free. Right on. Make yeah. 2022 an amazing year. Yes. Happy New Year, Happy everybody. New Year, everyone. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. We hope you liked this episode of Full Throttle Thursday. Please do us a favor. In the comments down below, let us know what you thought about this. I don't want you to put your resolution down below because in the episode, I said don't share it with anybody else but yourself. Trust yourself to do the right thing in 2022. And when you say you're going to do something, do it every single time. Just like this. You say you're going to listen to this podcast. You say you're going to watch us on YouTube. You say you're going to take in David's crazy amounts of incredible teachings. 
follow through with that and you'll make 2022 your best year yet. Thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next Successful Mind Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.